welcome to Mindfulness in Sport by Quality Mind, where we connect you to the latest science, technology, and modern day tools so that you can dream it, live it. Whether you're an elite athlete, an aspiring athlete, a coach, a parent, or anyone who wants to get more out of your sport and life, we can help you get there. Learn more about the Quality Mind free app and proven techniques to help you harness the power of your mind. With your hosts, professional footballer Sean Higgins and a mind mentor who has worked with elite athletes around the world, Richard Maloney. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Mindfulness in Sport podcast and joined once again by Rich. Hello, Higo. I'm looking forward to this uh, 7.3 cleaning down. Yeah, it is. It's It's going to be a really intriguing episode because we get a lot of feedback and discussion, and I'm sure you do from your clients as well, but we talk a lot about cleaning down and, and why and how. And I guess through part one and part two, so part one, the subconscious programming and all, I guess, the programming that we have in our mind and bodies from our childhood and why it makes us who we are from the ages of zero to seven. And then the lead into the mind, body and soul, which we touched on in part two and chatted a lot about the child and the master in part two as well. So a really intriguing episode if you haven't caught up with that one. But it then leads to, okay, so I've got all the knowledge and I've got all the awareness, but I don't live in a bubble. So I'm going to take on all the challenges that we face in the world today, in our lives, the stress, other people, circumstances, situations. And we talk about we'll clean down to come back to our natural state where the energy and the excitement is. But how do I do that, Rich? All right. So going through life, in metaphorically speaking, we're always becoming quite muddy yep. in terms of taking on the environment's pressures, uh, people's opinions, especially as an elite athlete, reading the media, and also managing our minds because uh, the child mind is consistently at play if not managed well. So it's the baggage that we're carrying around. The baggage and the constant repeat. The constant repeat. Yep. And that's when we talked about 7.2, it was about separating yourself into two key personalities, the child and the master, seeing that from the observer's point of view in the coach's box, right? Yep. And so in terms of uh, walking through, so you wake up in the morning, you put on the media, you put on, you speak to your partners and yep. go back to the business world and whatever it may be, and it's on again. And so here we are, metaphorically speaking, it's like going down into a mine shaft and you get to the mine shaft in the morning and you've been given this beautiful white uniform to put on and you put it over your whole body. Yeah. Uh, you cover all your skin and you put your helmet on and your, your uh, safety goggles, goggles on. on and your gloves and off you go. You head down the mine shaft for the day and you walk straight down deep into the mine shaft throughout the day. You don't touch the sides. You just walk straight down the mine shaft. And at the end of the day, you come out of that mine shaft without touching the sides of that mine shaft and you come out putrid dirty. Yeah. Because the atmosphere in itself is literally uh, fogged up through dirt, through uh, the, what a mine shaft would do. And so at the end of the day, you come up, you look at yourself and you're covered in red dirt. Yeah. And that's what happens in daily life. But and we, we can take that on without even being aware of it. That's my point. You haven't touched the sides, yeah. right? You're literally walking through life. And that's why we come home at the end of the night and we're exhausted. We've got hardly any headspace left for the family, yeah. uh, especially if you've got kids who are running a circus at home. Yeah. And so forth. So, but then even so, right, we get out of the mine shaft and we, we don't even take our, our dirty clothes off so much mentally. Yeah. So we literally get back up on the next day. Yes, we wash our body down in the shower, but do we wash our minds down? Yeah. No. Yeah. Really much 
hardly ever I mean unless you're you're really into this space yeah and so we head down the mine shaft again with the same dirty uniform on as such so so the key here is to understand how often you need to uh, have a shower down and it's not even the negative impact of the dirt and the luggage and the baggage that you take on is it sometimes just as harmful to our future creating and the noise and the thoughts in our head is things when we think life's going great and we get caught up in that hype and that hysteria around well for me that i'm playing really well or for you in the business world so it's both can be negative and positive that we take on board that takes us away from mm-hmm. our natural state so we want to get ourselves back to no thing yep right that no thing is everything and that really where you can rebuild from mm-hmm. another analogy you could say is like walking through life and it's like walking through the jungle and uh, every time you have an argument or an upset thought or something doesn't go your way, it's like a poison needle getting shot into your neck, into your leg, and it's like, oh, that hurt, that, you know, don't like that, but then you go through the day, but those little poison darts can manifest over time and turn into an infection as such. Yeah. So again, it's about cleaning out all these emotional triggers that trigger us. And why are we being triggered? Because we're triggered because of the child mind. Okay, we want to control, we want to, we're impatient. And so what we want to do with cleaning down is get to the point where you walking through life, okay, crystal clean. Yeah. Because it's only using tools and uh, techniques to do this, but what you'll find is your energy will go through the roof, your clarity, your leadership, your influence will, will uh, enhance, uh, and all of a sudden you're starting to live an a, um, enlightened life, you could say, because you're lightening up. Okay. So- if that is cleaning down, let's let's chat about how we do that and, and what it looks like. But before we get into the detail of how, may I, let's touch on the four laws and then the part and the piece of the puzzle that they have to play in cleaning down for our listeners. Okay. Well, a universal law, for instance, laws that are non-negotiable, yep. the law of gravity, yep. you know, I can't negotiate with that. And so forth, and there's there's other laws out there, but these are sorts of mindfulness laws that that we live by. Yep. Because once we really own the four laws, you just start to get into your power far more often than you think. So the first law is quite simply the law of control. And so, a lot of people run through life, or walk through life, or sleep through life. What are you going to say? <laughs> is they don't understand the power of their own thoughts, which means you have full control over every thought that goes through your head. An absolute universal law, a non-negotiable. Yet a lot of people say, well, you made me felt that way. You made me think that. You know, it was your fault that that happened and blah, blah, blah. And so to, to live a masterful life is really to understand is, okay, my mind is often racing again like it did yesterday on yesterday's thoughts. It's worried about the future. Control. Yeah. The law of Control. So you're basically anchoring it to stop. Yep. That's the key here. Instead yep. of letting it run rampant, which is what the adrenaline of the child will do. Mm-hmm. And so then really rolls into the second law is the law of change. Right? So you have full power over what you want to turn that into. First, most people don't know they can control it and stop it, but we're telling you you can. And then we're going to change it. Change it into what? Well, that's what we spoke about last session i'm assuming if i remember correctly is about the reframing of these power thoughts yeah so 7.2 we went through some examples of thought shopping and just the power that we have over our thoughts and when we have the ability to control that thought and stop and put anchor Mm -hmm. then we've got through the law of 
changed, we've got the ability to change that thought and flip it on its head. So if you want to gain some more insight about thought shopping, 7.2 podcast is for you. And again, that's why we have it on the app as well, because it's a really powerful reprogramming technique to use, because what are you going to change it into? Well, that's why we spoke about child master, because what you're worried about, if there's a fear running through your head that's on constant repeat, you just flip it and uh, turn it into your powerful thoughts, right? So then you've changed it. Yep. Great. Well done. You'll start to feel an instant energy hit of sensation through your upper body. Now, the third universal law is the law of connection. And what we're saying there is that you have one, an inner world, and two, you have an outer world. All right? So they're separate, but they're connected. So everything from outside of my eyeballs is my outer world, and everything inside my eyeballs is my inner world. And so if you can get to the point where everything outside your eyeballs and your outer world is you can be separate and detached from that as often as possible when you choose to have control and change, then you'll start to see your life becoming less stressful because you're not attached to your outer world. Having said that, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. Yeah. So as I said, the law of connection. So if your inner world is out of control- and Your outer world's going to reflect in your outer world. That's right. So the first thing is here is you need to fix your inner world to fix your outer world. Yep which will flow on to the next universal law in just a second. But the great thing, I guess, for our listeners and for me is that to identify or get a a grade, so to speak, of what your inner world's doing, Mm -hmm. have a look at your outer world. If you're not happy with the state that your outer world is in, i.e. your reality that we're living in, then if you've got challenges, problems, obstacles that you can't get over, a lack of something, then- it's going to be, or it's coming from your inner world. And I guess that then leads us to what cleaning down is. And there's three stages, I guess, or areas of cleaning down that will take care of both your inner world and your outer world. Well, there's quite a few, but we won't go through them all here now. But it is a, uh, you know, looking right back into your DNA is one of them as well. But in closing off on that law of connection is, you see, remembering that we said in 7.1, the fact is that, 95% 95% of your life yeah. is already preordained from your first seven years of conditioning, yep. hence why we're cleaning down again, because yep. there's a cleaning process to your subconscious, but you can only change your subconscious through repetition and reprogramming, or if you go underneath the layer through hypnotherapy or NLP and these deeper triggers, but you can't be hypnotized all day long. Yeah. Yep. So, so just know the power of that. The reason why I'm repeating that is because when you really understand the law of connection, it's like everything is neutral until you give it meaning really comes to life. Now, think of that quote, everything is neutral until you give it meaning. That is, if not the most powerful quote, in my opinion, that will be a game changer if you live by that every day. And so what we're saying here is if you can sit back and literally sit in the movie theater of life for a second and to see your outer world as a theater, occasionally, as often as you can, and don't connect and react to it, uh, because your child mind loves the drama, Okay, and just see it for what it is, then allowing the masterful mind to sort of come in and make its own timely judgment on that at the right time, unemotional and not reactive, then you're starting to see a more controlled, more masterful approach to life. And then you can start to see that your inner world's being managed well, which means your outer world will flourish. And I guess we've got the ability to select how we view that challenge or obstacle or event in our life. So if everything's neutral until we give it meaning, and someone's annoying us and doing our head in, how we view that is then up to us. You can either, if you want, 
say that that they're pissing me off. That's a challenge. Mm-hmm. They're making my life miserable. Or, okay, what am I learning from this person? And how do I best use that to move forward? That's what we're going to talk about in just a minute. And before we go to an ad break, I just want to tell you a quick story. We had a client once who was an Engage and Grow coach who, who then decided to do Quality Mind Program. And he, he's from London and he's an older gentleman. Yep. And he had a really interesting and, and hard life. And I thought, oh, goodness, here we go. This is going to be a really interesting case because he, he, he had a lot of conditioning, you know, a lot of hardship. Anyway, he did this one thing for the next, say, six months. All he did on his app at least 10 times a day was wrote in everything is neutral until I give it meaning. He wrote it into his app every day at least 10 times. I know he wrote it in differently because he made typos. He didn't just cut and paste. And then you should have seen the transformation on that guy. He's like crying with joy. I'm not joking. Like It was euphoric change in this guy. And he got to the point where – he actually, because of the laws that changed, he got removed from Australia for immigration reasons, and he, he celebrated it, where in the past he would have been furious. Yeah. My point being, so he had just that quote alone, enough of a transformation for him to go from victim to mastery. Awesome. I love it. On that note, let's go for a quick ad break. Mindfulness in Sport is proudly brought to you by Quality Mind. Download the free Quality Mind app today if you're interested in learning more about mindfulness and further creating the life you've always dreamed of. Simply download the free Quality Mind app from the App Store or Google Play today or visit qualitymindglobal.com and take our free 60-second performance scorecard questionnaire today to find out how well you're going when it comes to being mindfully balanced. So let's just do a quick recap, Rich, if that's okay, on the four laws before we get into some tips and tools that we can use for cleaning down. Mm-hmm. So law of control. Yep. Law of change. Yep. Law of connection, inner and outer worlds, but they're connected, but they're separate. And we didn't really go into the fourth law. Which it's we really, will next week, though, yeah. in 7.4, creating the world that we want. Yep. Sounds good. Is the- Law of attraction. Law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's touch now on knowing the third law of law of connection. How do we clean down both our inner and our outer worlds? All right, so limiting beliefs we've spoken about and limiting beliefs really sit in your conscious and subconscious mind. And so we went through that already, so we won't go too much into that. But a belief, quite simply, is a thought that you keep thinking that that you started to really believe. Now, a lot of these thoughts, again, programmed into you. However, if you are a salesperson and you've got so many knockbacks on the phone or whatever it may be, then you will start having a belief that you're not a good salesperson. If you're a a mother at home having challenges with your children and you might start to think that you're not a good mother, again, if you keep repeating you're not a good mother, guess what happens? You turn it into a belief. Yeah. So it's a story. Beliefs are mini stories of the big story. That we've just started to ingrain into our minds. So for all the new listeners that are just tuning in to 7.3, jump back to episode podcast five where we go into great detail about limiting beliefs and also rich puts us down through a little meditation to be able to let the limiting beliefs surface and a really good exercise for seven or eight minutes just to eliminate any limiting beliefs that may be bubbling behind the scenes for you so that can be reached again in episode five and i would strongly encourage you to do it every couple of months i do it every couple of months every time i coach a client or mentor a client is I actually do it myself. And sometimes the same one will keep popping up. And there's like, why has that popped up again? Because I haven't dealt with it. 
I literally haven't dealt with it. Like I thought I did at the time, but I haven't done gone deeper on myself. And I guess that comes down to am I playing a a big game? Am I playing an average game? This yeah. is what I say to myself. Yeah. Because I mean my life I, I take my life seriously, but not seriously. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I don't want to be having the beliefs because I'm my own my future, which is uh, coming forward towards me, yeah, is gonna be based on my belief systems. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's We've got overwhelmed beliefs, okay, and that's really your inner world, okay, uh, not managing your outer world, and we've got then uh, reflection beliefs, which I'll talk about second. So let's go to overwhelmed beliefs. Overwhelm. What is overwhelm? Well, overwhelm quite simply is the mind has really is built to manage that's no more than seven to nine chunks of information at once. So if you've got more than seven or nine chunks of information at once, everyone's different. That's why I say seven or nine. You're going to find that there is that deep breath happening. There's that stress coming because your mind is at capacity. And it's like your computer again, when you've got too many URLs open, uh, you've got too many files open, your computer's slow and sluggish until you give it a reboot. And so uh, again, we need to make sure that our hard drive in our head is cleaned down all the time so we can uh, then allow our intelligence system through our our magic through because we have the answers from within mm-hmm. all right yeah with me yep all right so let's go and pop those bubbles hence so how this really started because i'd have a client in my office and i'd put a whiteboard get the whiteboard out and i'd put a I'll circle up there and say what's your all the things on your mind right now and i'd say my finances my partner um, work, yeah. kids, and so you'd start to count to seven or nine, and you go, right, so you got seven or nine, right, fair enough, now let's pop these out. And so grab one, everyone that's on this call right now this is listening in, think of something that's really giving you an element of overwhelm right now, and uh, I'm going to ask you a string of questions, all right? So you up for this again? Yeah, I am. So what's your overwhelm? Well, I think the best example and challenge that I faced and probably didn't pick this up early enough was something that took place last year and you are aware of it and will be when I raise it because we we worked through the challenge of this last season but it was to do with my contract situation at the football club Mm -hmm. which wasn't a, a major deal at the time but I knew that it changed something inside me and it was something that was bubbling away that caused this anxiety and unease to be carrying around day after day and like I said at the start it wasn't a major problem but when you carry it around day after day and then week after week it became a bigger issue for me Mm. Um, and clearly it became so overwhelming last year that it resulted in a breakdown in my body and we've touched on this as well in the past but when the mind gets overloaded the body breaks down. Well because what happens is with sport in particular because you're going to be out of rhythm you're going to make silly errors because you're fatigued. Yeah. You've got blockages of the mind flowing. Uh, uh, so your mind's not flowing, so you're blockages. Yeah. So you're putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah. And your energy's low. Yeah. Because you've been emotional. Yeah. So, okay. So the the first question is what I think you've answered. What's weighing on your mind right now? And you would say it was contract, right? Yeah. Okay. Next question. Again, listeners, follow the sequence. Out of 10, how much- was this, or say, pretend you're actually in the position right. now, right? Yeah, I will. Yep. How much is it bothering you right now out of 10? Uh, so at the peak, it would have been an eight. Okay. Describe how you're feeling. Uh, so at that stage when we caught up, I was busy in the head. I actually had a lack of energy. That's funny that you said it would impact your energy because it did. I was, I was tired and felt drained and I felt heavy and everything 
was a bit of a challenge and everything was hard work at that 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 stage and i just had a busy mind mm. okay great next question is why do you think you are allowing this to affect you uh, well control has been an issue for me for <laughs> a long period of time but trying to control the future and can control the known rather than embrace the unknown and that really was why i was i felt like i was totally out of control because a i didn't know where the contract was going and then b i wasn't sure if i was going to be at the club next year or not and that really did start to weigh heavily on my mind very honest mate well done next question what variables can you change if any so at the time well really the only thing that i could change or control was the way that I played at that stage. If I needed to have a conversation with either my management or the club, I could have done that. Mm. And then beyond that, leave it to the powers to be. Mm. That's right. So next question, what thoughts would make you feel better? Ah, it's a very good question. So if I took myself back to that moment, mm-hmm. um, I could have I flipped it back on my head to say that, you know, I love the unknown. I love the uncertainty. I love these challenges. I can play well under any circumstances. Oh, there's plenty I could have had. In hindsight, it's a it's an easy task to do. But at the time, that was very challenging, and it probably comes back to the thought shopping that we covered off last podcast. That just how powerful it would have been if I stopped, took control of it, and used the law of change to manipulate the thoughts that were going on in my mind and in my head and the conversations I was having to myself and really feel the excitement of flipping them around and having some power statements. Excellent. Excellent. I think if I just deflect quickly on that time, the loving of uncertainty really shone through for you about then. I think you really got it then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely. Mm. Um, And getting excited about that, knowing that if I took care of the inner world and my inner world and the conversations I was having around that uncertainty and the unknown and got excited about it, then it would actually transpire into my outer world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's funny how it works. I was letting the outer world change my inner world. So I should have got excited in my inner world and let the outer world be a reflection of what was going on inside me. In hindsight. In hindsight, it's a great thing. <laughs> Next question. What are the five benefits of this happening now, as in back then? Yeah. So, and I'll still use this today in other challenges and obstacles that I face when I go through these these questions and look for answers as well. But I use it to be grateful that I'm learning that. Mm-hmm. So, looking back at the the positive or the benefit of that happening would have been that I'm now starting to embrace the unknown or- I've realized that trying to control the outcome of something Mm -hmm. is actually detrimental to how I feel now and also what I'm going to get. So being grateful for going through this experience because now I know I'm going to be a better person for it. Yep. And at the time, the benefit, if you could really stretch your mind back to right there and then when you're under immense pressure from your own child – the benefit was it was forcing you to see the cracks in your mind. Yeah, and it, the benefit was it showed that I still had plenty of work to do mm. on myself. Love it. Next question, what do you need to do now? So what I needed to do mm. was 
to continue to clean down, but then get back to what I love about football and build the excitement up and get the energy up and start to embrace what was happening to me right then and start living in the now rather than completely consumed with the future. And if I can add, forgive yourself. Uh, yes. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you had, if you, what can you do now is get back on the horse, right? And yeah. say, oh, well, geez, I've had a great learning. But what people will do is they beat themselves yeah. up over it. Yeah. And it's still, then it lingers again. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm learning as well while I'm doing yeah. this. <laughs> have you forgiven yourself? Uh, well, I have now because um, yeah. it worked out great. I mean, the funny thing was, and I'm sorry to break away from your, your questions, but you know, the, the, a great thing that happened then when I look back is that I did get injured because it made me realize how much work I needed to do. And then I took action and control of this straight up and we went to work on it more. And in the end, had a great finish to the year, contractually worked out exactly how it was meant to be. Mm. I'm in a great place now, loving being at the football club and loving still being in Melbourne. So I guess that is the blessing of having the injury and going through what I did because it's got me back on track. So the setback was a set forward. It was. Well done. Next question, two more to go. Who is in charge now, your child or master? So if I had have went through all that, then mm. I'm back in the coach's box from the master's point of view. Mm. And then if you can, after you've done all that work back at that time, how do you rate how you're feeling now out of 10? Well, even already now talking about it, I feel so much better than knowing how I felt in that time and that place. But, you know, that, that would have then reduced that down to a two, three or four. And I think something that's important for our listeners that it's okay if it didn't, mm. you can do the process again because there could be something else that needs to come out. And then just keep working it down until you do get down to a one or a two and start feeling the excitement and the energy and the emotions through the thoughts that you're telling yourself mm -hmm. that would get you back to being the player and the person and feeling exactly how you want to feel. Well, it's right. So even in the question, the last question is if you haven't got to lower than a three, do the questions again. Yeah, okay. And the key question is what are the five benefits? When you look at the other side of the coin, and it's very hard to do when you're in the heat, and you can actually stretch your thinking to that point where you, you're stepping into the coach's box because that's what it forces you to do. It pulls you yeah. into the coach's box, sometimes fighting, <laughs> not wanting to go there, but it gives you the separation to make a logical choice on, on your decisions. So those five benefits, that is an example, and tell me if I'm wrong, but that's an example for our listeners to then see the good in any situation or event in our lives rather than associating that as negative so we're giving it the meaning that that was a positive so an injury a challenge your boss your children whatever's causing causing you to be overwhelmed mm. is now using great this is a this is a learning for me and this is something that's going to be used as a positive for me to be able to move forward and gain some knowledge some learning some experience of it mm. and actually add value to my life well, in my opinion, everything's in perfect order somewhat, right? That's where you have choices. And so what can happen with that situation or with that setback that you had is that you can give it momentum yeah, and you can stay there for weeks and you can stay there for quite a while and all of a sudden you lose your self-confidence and so yeah. forth, right? Yeah. Especially if you're a young athlete. Yeah. And so that's like trying to stop a rolling ball going down a hill. 
you know, you try to stop it a week later and you're going to get smashed yeah. if you can stop it straight away. We live in a dualistic world. There's yes, no, right, wrong, black, white, but we're not really taught to look for the good because sometimes you can't see the good straight away either, but all we're saying is force yourself to yep. as quickly as you can and it'll alleviate the frustration. Awesome, mate. Well, thanks for that. So that's So we've now covered off both limiting beliefs and being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And the third that you mentioned that's really powerful as well is mirror reflection. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yep. Imagine you came here on the planet and you came here by yourself. It would be very uneventful. It would be boring. <laughs> You'd be a mute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you would watch the birds. You would learn how to cook maybe some whatever fish, but there's no way to learn. There's no way to grow. And so what this universe did yep. is they popped down a lot of us. Yep. And so think about your biggest issues are usually with other people. Mm. Not the, not the house, not the mm. chair you're on. It's usually other people, right? Which makes life entertaining. Yeah. And so what we're saying here is people are gifts of hidden messages if you're prepared to look for the message. Because our journey is to become more wholesome in our life, to remember who we are as much as possible if you want to go down that track and to, to pick up the, the learning lessons along the way, which sometimes are hidden. So, for instance, if you've got an issue with someone, I love the word issue, is you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so this is full ownership again. Yep. This is living a masterful life now. If you don't want to jump into this hemisphere of thought, don't worry. Stay in your child. Yeah. But just come for a little journey. Just <laughs> open the door a little bit. So the question might be is who's your biggest challenge right now? So these, maybe I could ask you a similar, there's only a few questions here. Yeah. Do you want to go there? <laughs> Yeah, I can. I'm a guinea pig today, but yeah. um, come on, you've been a guinea pig no, for eight years. No, I'm a, oh, okay, I'll do it because um, it is really powerful. So, mm. just to touch on that, if there's an issue, someone's really annoying you. Mm. We, I might go through an example. Someone's really annoying us that they're giving us a gift that there's something inside of us that needs to be worked on. That's right. That's right. And it's like, and that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to accept for some people. That's right. Yeah. So the issue isn't with them. The issue is with you. Yes. Because if you were living a masterful life- in It shouldn't form, bother me. Nothing would bother you. Mm. Okay. So food for thought. Now let this sort of just uh, fertilize into the mind. Yes. Uh, but there's often lots of people around you that are, what's the word, uh, pissing you off. Yes. Frustrating. Yes, right. So think about listeners- Annoying. Who's, who's annoying you right now? Your partner, your boss, your mum, your friends- it's always the people closest to you, and they are the ones holding the gold. Yeah. Okay. So the way to work through this is, is a few ways, but these questions I have here will allow you to do that. Now, the simplest way to do this I've found, because when you picture the person that you have a problem with, sometimes that can trigger an, an angry emotion straight away, right? Because mm. there's an emotional trigger there. You're in an argument with your spouse or whatever. Yep. And so do this activity. Okay, and I I've have discussed this in a previous podcast. Yes, episode. So it's very powerful. But close your eyes and pretend that you are putting your face on their face for a second, and then so then you ask yourself the question: What is the is you? What is the gift you're giving me, Richard? And then to make it even more 
fun and peculiar, just get that other person to smile at you, and so it's a relaxed environment. Then be, then be really honest and, and and listen. Yep. What is the gift that you're giving me, Richard? And then it'll be usually be for me. It seems to be a lot of it. Well, as you know, patience, control. Yeah, so that's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. The control, and it, it was raised again in the overwhelming when we went through it. But the control is something that annoys me in other people. That is clearly just showing me that it's an area that I can work on. So let's talk about that for a second. All right. Yep. So here's some questions. So here you go, who is the person? You don't have to say their name or even the – don't worry, but just yep. picture that person in your yep. mind's eye. Within 10 words, this is the next question, what is the problem you're experiencing with them? Yeah, so a, a lot for me as well is is around that control and someone wanting to do it their way when I feel that my way would be best. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Within 10 words, why is it bothering you right now? Because of that. Yeah. Um, so frustration, the patience as well that I could just do it straight away. So you're quite advanced at this, right? So the next question is, what is a reflection gifting you right now so you can learn from it and advance yourself? Yeah, so along with the patience that you said as well that mm-hmm. you experienced, but so the control would then be acceptance as well, I think is a really big piece of this, that accept that other people have got something to teach you mm-hmm. and that everyone is different and that they find ways to do it in their own way. And so the control, the acceptance, and the patience would be the three gifts for me. Okay. So then you're able to- Letting go of control. Right. So then, so when you think about that, does it give you the gift that you're after for when you see that person and you take on that 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 goal they're giving you, does it release the burden or pain or frustration of that person somewhat? Uh, yeah, because it gives you the separation that it's actually something that you need to fix rather than them. Right. And so that's why parents in particular and siblings are consistently testing us, right? Because they are our best assets to our own growth. Yeah. And And they're the closest to us, aren't they? In more ways than one. I'm talking from a DNA level as well. Yeah. Well, this is why so many people can't stand Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Truthfully, right? Yeah. It's like they go back into the- the pressures of of uh, yeah, because of this, the person X was doing their head in. Well, <laughs> maybe because person X is so much like yourself. That's right. It's interesting though. You could talk for hours on this subject because there are people out there that you know do have problems, do have challenges that do upset us, and and they're going to continue to have those whether you are connected to that or not. And it's really frustrating for parents to hit to go through this strategy when they've got kids that are out of control. But what are you getting? Get yeah. your blinkers on. Take a big, honest, deep breath and go, what is the gift that I need to take from my own self-growth here? Because at the end of the day, everyone comes on the planet by themselves, they leave by themselves, right? So we're here to partner each other through life, guide each other through life. But it's our own journey. It's your own journey. And you have selected the people around you on a higher level for your own growth. So don't see anything as unfortunate or accidental. See it as perfection and in harmony. And once you start seeing perfection and everything, then you start getting closer to your own perfection. Very wise words, Rich. And so these questions on the mobile phone app. So if you ever wanted to visit the app, if you've got these challenges yourself, literally go in there and, and pick one of these. Uh, it's in the bubble popping section. Yep. And just go through the, uh, the momentum of it. It's quite liberating. And the key is, again, what are we doing here? We're cleaning down. Yeah. And so if you can get to the end of the day and come out of the, the mining pit, 
Yep. Okay. And you can then clean down and then have it like I like to meditate at night as well. Yep. If I'm not too tired. Yep. And then uh, we've sort of now uncovering some tools and techniques for our, our listeners. Oh, that's awesome, Rich. And it's really important. And I encourage our listeners to jump on the app and do this over the next week because our next episode is going to be on creating. And it's really important that we clean down in order then to create. So the first three parts of this series is, is one, the subconscious programming, two, understanding the mind, body and soul and the child and master. And today was great to identify some tips and tools to be able to clean down. And I know many of our listeners have been wanting this clean down because I've referred to it so much over the time that it's a huge piece of my weekly routine, mm-hmm. the clean down. So I'm sure they're going to find huge benefit from it because it really does set us up now to be able to create the life that we want, which we'll touch on in the next episode. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Plus, we've got so much more coming. Some uh, new guests going to yeah, be joining awesome. us. Uh, Carol Fox, who's president of Women's Sport Australia, the peak advocacy body for equality for all women in sport. And she's heavily involved with a lot of uh, sports and uh, she's a, um, a key influencer with her leadership business around Australia as well. So I'm really excited to hear from Carol soon too. So that's coming up in the next few weeks. Looking forward to it, Rich. We'll have a good week. And to all our listeners, jump on the app, explore the bubble popping, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Thanks for listening to Mindfulness in Sport. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Download the free Quality Mind app today and visit qualitymindglobal.com to learn more. Also follow Sean and Richard via the Mindfulness in Sport Instagram page today.